A content warning to our dear listeners. Please be advised that this episode contains discussions of self-harm and mental health talk that some may find triggering. If you ever feel like you or a loved one needs help, please go to suicidepreventionhotline.org or call 800-273-8255. Today we are diving into quite the sinister story, a crime committed and documented on Reddit. Yes, as the crime is happening, imagine reading a Reddit thread from a man looking for relationship advice to reading about a very dark twist in his life on the news a few days later. I can already tell I'm gonna be freaked out by this one. We are not dealing with ghosts and ghoulies. We're dealing with a real thing that really happened. I've seen a lot of weird stuff on Reddit in my time, bit of a Reddit lurker, but never anything like a crime in real time. So it sounds like this episode will be particularly gruesome and have us both thinking twice as well as our readers about what you read online. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loey, your local evidence expert. And I am Eleanor, your perpetually stubborn skeptic. And together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for, or we might just scare ourselves into staying up all night. But one thing is for sure, as always, we are so glad to have you along for the ride, especially for this one, because this is the darkest episode we've done yet. It's not close. No, not even a little bit close. I mean, today is, I think, the first day that we're going into an episode not debating on the validity of a story or, you know, could it be hoax or haunt per se. Today, we are just talking about how freaking dark the world can be and how specifically a very intense and gruesome crime was documented on Reddit. When you log on to the Reddit relationship board, which is where our story pretty much mostly takes place today, you are not thinking that you are going to be watching a murder in action. A horror movie in real life? (laughs) Yeah. So I think that what happens here is it's really sad and it's really dark, but it's also fascinating to think that as all of this was happening, this person who wound up posting what we're going to be going over today was unknowingly capturing, I mean, just one of the most sick crimes in history. So without any buildup of this story, because I think it really speaks for itself, let's just get into the details. On October 28th of 2016, just a couple of days before Halloween, a user on Reddit named Jason in Hell, who described himself as a 30-year-old man, posted on a relationship subreddit asking for relationship advice. Now, he basically explains that his marriage has taken a really difficult turn and he's just looking for a bit of guidance and a bit of help. And honestly, you have to think about like, what kind of place do you have to be in where like your options are exhausted and you have to turn to the internet? Like, what do I do in my relationship? Can you even imagine? I can't imagine because I lurk so often. I think it's fascinating. I'm like a perpetual people watcher. 
And people really share intimate details of their lives overall, but particularly in relationship advice, of their relationships that you never hear from like your friends or your family members or anyone who is not anonymous. It's really fascinating. He goes into the nitty freaking gritty of this relationship. So he and his wife, who have two children, basically, she just starts acting weird. She's acting really suspicious. She adds like a new lock to her phone and he would catch her like constantly smiling down at her text. It wasn't a relationship where they were going through each other's phones constantly or like, you know, like trying to snoop on what each other did. But it's certainly weird when your partner adds a new lock to their phone and you catch them like smiling at it all the time. There's a sixth sense for susness. Of course. Textbook susness. And she was textbook sus, just being a little bit weird, being a little suspicious. They have two children together. I mean, they have a house together. Their lives are built into each other though. So Jason, while he is a little weirded out, is not thinking too deep into it at this point. Then around his birthday, she gives a grand gesture and surprises Jason by hiring their neighbor to build him a home office. Now, this wasn't that weird. Their neighbors were like pals with them. The neighbor was a man and a woman, like another couple basically. And they would like do things together and like watch movies together and like hang out and stuff. So the neighbor who I think was like a carpenter by trade is starting to like build Jason this home office. Now, Where this gets weird is that construction was getting slower and slower, seemingly for no reason, and the neighbor was spending more and more time at the house. And Jason's little bells are going off. He's connecting the dots. She's got the lock. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's like, like, this is really, really, really weird. What is going on here? So his wife, around this time, I think that they had something like find your friends okay, on their phones or something like one of those GPS like safety apps where it's like, you know, you have your locations like, okay, you and I always have each other's locations on just for safety's sake. Right. That's literally what they did. So suddenly she stops sharing her location with him. And Jason's like, "Mm -mm, nope, something weird's going on here. So he does what I think, honestly, a lot of us would probably do at this point. He puts a tracker on her phone. I mean, she's not being subtle. No, it's not like it's like one or two things. Like, she's being weird. So it's around this time that as he is keeping a closer eye on like what she's doing, kind of keeping a closer eye on her phone. I want to say she was in the shower or something, if I'm remembering the details of this correctly. And he finally catches her sexting the neighbor. Well, we knew that's how that was going to end, didn't we? It's always the neighbor. It's always the freaking neighbor. How do these guys always end up living next to each other? Like, how do you find each other? I wouldn't know. But like when you're married and you have kids, you don't just like, you don't just like leave, right? I mean, I guess some people do. I don't, what do you do? I don't know. I guess I'll hear what they did. I assume they figured it out in some capacity. They temporarily separate, but he ends up getting back together with his wife, but not for reasons that you may think. His wife says, and it's chilling to read this knowing what happens later, that if he leaves her, if he divorces her, he will never see his kids again. 
So he's like, he loves his children, of course. It's not that he doesn't love his wife, but he's like, well, I can't trust you. You know, you're doing all this sus stuff. She's like, well, it's not going to happen again. It was a one-time mistake. And I think she kind of gaslights him in a way, again, if I'm remembering the story right, and is like, well, like, you weren't giving me attention. Like, get off it, girl. Mm-hmm. That's strange, the neighbor. <laughs> Literally. So the husband now knows, of course, what happens. He's back with her because of the kids and because she's like, it won't happen again. Of course, she inevitably cheats again. And there are a lot of details with that. But ultimately, all that matters is that she cheats again. So this is the point. We know this all from Reddit. Yes. This is all like self-reported from him on Reddit. How many posts are we talking at this point? Because this is like a saga. How long has this been going on? One. One post. One. Okay. At the end of the Reddit post, he's like, this is where we're at now. And this is why people were so invested in the story leading up to everything that happens later. Because like, it is a saga. It's like, my man is going through it. Like, he is fully in this. So at the end of the Reddit post, we have been going through one Reddit post here and there are only a couple to go through. He's like, what do I do? Can she take my kids away from me? Like, what can I do? Like, I love my children. I can't be away from them. Basically, how do I get out of this as easily as possible? So that's where the first Reddit post ends. Yes. And what are people telling him to do? What are the comments? Everyone in the comments is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry you're going through this, but you got to get a good lawyer. Like, you got to leave your wife. Let me know if I can help you find someone in your area. You know, people are really supportive of him. No one is like blaming him for his actions, but it's certainly like she cannot keep you away from your kids. You are their father. And if she's threatening that, that already looks really bad in court. So like, you'll be fine, but you got to start this now. That was pretty much people's responses at this point. So on November 1st of 2016, Jason again posts, I'm taking your advice. And he says, you know, he is taking his kids because he's just a little bit freaked out by the way that his wife is acting, by her saying, you'll never see your children again. He's like not feeling right about that. So he's pretty much starting to plan this out, but he's still living in the house. Like he's basically like sleeping in the basement. But of course, he's kind of like planning his escape, which is, you know, I know we gave some trigger warnings for potentially difficult content to digest, but it's really sad to think that this man had to have like an exit plan because he was so worried in that moment. And his wife was like, basically just gaslighting him. You know, this is your fault that I did this. And if you leave me, like, you're just not going to see your kids again. You know, so this guy is like really planning out his thoughts. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he's documenting this on Reddit. People are giving him well wishes, you know, let us know if we can help you. And it had to feel probably nice then that he had the support of so many people behind him. This is, of course, where our story takes a much darker turn. And up next, we will dive into the horror that followed this post on November 1st of 2016. We have these Reddit posts, and there's a bit of a silence from Jason after this. 
He has his game plan in place, and we have to think about how close in proximity those first two posts were to each other. We're talking October 28th and then November 1st. There were these two posts in quick succession, and then there was nothing for two weeks, just radio silence. I think that people on Reddit were probably starting to uh, wonder where he was, probably asking among themselves, sending him more well wishes, everything like that. On November 17th of 2016, a news story broke from ABC6 of Indianapolis that a woman named Brandy Worley took the lives of her own two children before trying to take her own life. She survived, but sadly, her two young children, uh, three and seven at the time, did not. Now, of course, the reason that we're talking about this is because in this story, her husband, Jason, was found sleeping in the basement while this all was happening. Obviously, incredibly sad. And if not the same person, incredibly coincidental. So people are, of course, looking over this story and it's awful and it's sad. And people are wondering, you know, could this be our guy? You know, he posted just enough details. And there was a lot that I left out in those Reddit posts because, you know, ultimately all that matters here is the crime that was committed and how dark and sad and fascinating that it is that it was all captured on the internet. But he had given just enough detail that people were like, is this our Jason from the relationship subreddit? And people are speculating, of course, this is an awful story, so they're just talking through it. So the story breaks. Reddit's just combing through everything as Reddit does, trying to figure it out. The timing, of course, of both the posts and then the eventual crime were very, very close together. Both of the names were Jason, and the wife in Jason's story specifically said, if you leave me, you will never see your children again. So speculation, of course, ensued, and people are on Reddit being armchair detectives. Nothing wrong with it, of course, in this case. They're just trying to figure it out. But they're combing through the deets, trying to figure out if it was the same story. So on November 21st of 2016, we get confirmation that it was, in fact, Jason. He makes a post on November 21st of 2016 titled, Thank You. And I'm just going to read basically what he said. I would like to give a heartfelt and sincere thank you for the advice and support I have received here. No one could have foreseen the tragedy that resulted from me filing for divorce. You guys performed a wonderful service to those in need, and I hope you continue to do so in the future. And he links an article to the story for anyone who did not know. This is, I mean, it goes without saying that this is devastating. It's also fascinating, which is obviously the reason we decided to do this episode in the first place. The idea of somebody on the internet stumbling upon this post either before or after that tragedy and not realizing what they were witnessing. The internet is such a weird place where you just kind of like blip into other people's lives and situations just for a second so for something like this to be captured is just indescribably sad, but also so interesting. He wrote that post November 21st. Like, how tied into his life was that Reddit? Right. Because five days later, he took the time to come back and say, yes, this is what happened. Thank you and goodbye, basically. If you're turning to Reddit with 
more than one novel about your relationship, of course, it's a massive part of your life. And it sounds like from what you described that he was really taking the opinions of these other Redditors to heart and sort of using them to you know, inform his own decisions. So obviously it was important. Yeah, and I think that that's why he came back so quickly, not even to describe, to just confirm that like their theories were unfortunately true and stuff because it had to feel like such a huge part. I mean, before this, he was completely relying on the opinions of Reddit. Like, I don't necessarily think that in his story, he was like, yeah, I consulted with a family member. Like I consulted with X, Y, and Z. I think he was really at a loss of what to do. And so these people on Reddit giving him sound advice, of course, which was uh, leave her. Mm -hmm. It is so dark and fascinating and scary and awful to think about like, what else have we seen that, predated a crime, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, what else have we seen that we don't even know what happened after? That's true. How many people don't take the time to come back and confirm or ever finish their stories? It's very bizarre. Because a lot of people wouldn't. I mean, I think that he did, of course, because this was such a huge part of his life at this point. Reddit really seemed to give him a shoulder. But my God, like, insane to think about and crazy to imagine a crime literally being documented on Reddit. Something so sinister and awful and just you would never, you don't even think this kind of stuff is real. You think this is the kind of stuff that like people write on Reddit as a little joke, as just like a funny, I don't know, as a funny lie for attention. But here it is. It really makes you look twice at the media that we consume obviously it this is a very sad story that unfortunately did in fact happen there are also a number of very fake stories they're similar that have not actually happened so unfortunately this is real a grain of salt when you're perusing reddit if you happen to find anything equally as creepy and startling i would imagine that's a big part of the reason they have that verification program in the first place yeah i mean i think that it's totally fair to still be skeptical about things that you see that are not verified like this. I mean, it's good. It, it honestly, please be skeptical. I am persuading you actively to be skeptical. Well, we want to know from you guys at home. Have you heard of this story before? This is a wild case where we don't talk about true crime that much here on Internet Urban Legends. So it was interesting to sort of dive into that world while very serious and dark and horrible. An interesting look into a true crime case that's also married with, of course, what we love to look into and what we love to talk about here, which is internet content, like things that are on the internet, debunking internet stuff. So we want to know from you guys, what do you think about this story? Is this something you're familiar with? Do you know about any other crimes that were committed and documented on the internet? We would love to hear from you. So make sure to let us know all over social media with hashtag gruesome twosome, because you know, we always want to hear what you guys have to say.
Thank you all so much for listening. We are your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved diving into the world of internet urban legends with you. You can find all episodes of Internet Urban Legends for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lowybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, Ed Simpson, Brent Montgomery from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Michael Motion. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, John Cohen, and Kristen Acevedo. It is associate produced by Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Emma Gladstone and Kyle Dearborn. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome. (laughs) 